Alrighty, hello everyone in internet land. I am the disembodied voice of Duncan Idaho, presenting to you another episode of Star Trek Reliance. Let us introduce our cast for the evening, starting with Chorog, because his name begins with a C, played by our friend JB. Hello one and all, this is Pirate Scum Gaming. I play the security expert Chorog. He's also the ship's tardigrade wrangler. And ex and one of the ship's expert mixologists because what's he put what he puts in venom should not be legal. I'm pretty sure at this point the entire crew has on their CV tardigrade wrangler at some point. <laughs> and we've got our um, man lost in time, Daniel Wells. Hello, I am the estranged astronaut played by some person on the internet. Uh, and yeah, that's basically it. I have a space suit, so that's cool. <laughs> and next, we've got our chief medical officer and XO, Dr. Eli O'Connor. I'm Dr. Eli O'Connor. I'm an alcoholic. Oh, wait, this is the wrong meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and next, we've got our con officer, Karajun Rani. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and those who followed in either category. Also joining us this evening, everyone's favorite Marcus Graves, Marcus Graves. Yay! And, and, and the bounciest star on the internet, Rick Tier. Why, hello there, Rick Tier. Um, played by Bezag, and uh, we're here to do some engineering and possibly blow things up. And uh, let's go ahead and get started real quick with a uh, basically panning shot of the USS Reliant, show, uh, basically going through space, flying around uh, Starbase Magellan. It's a very beautiful scene. Orchestra's playing. The ship keeps panning around, panning around. And eventually, the camera swoops in through the window of Club 42, where we have various members of the crew enjoying a bit of... Uh, rest time after a rather long shift as the ship uh, is getting back underway for uh, its mission operations. Kara is seated at the bar near uh, near our bartender, and she just looks looks at this bottle that Grimnir has held out. And the camera zooms in where it says 98% alcohol by volume. And she just says, dear God, you made this? This is terrifying. So how many do you want? None! 98% alcohol by volume is quite a lot, even by source standards, and we usually have it around uh, 90. This is basically fuel for an internal combustion engine. This isn't something you drink. This is something you strip paint with. Charles grabs the bottle and looks... Mmm. It looks like, looks like a low-grade mouthwash as he takes a big swig of it. Eh, not bad. He pours a little bit into his venom tankard as he's trying out some new mixes. Kara does a double take between Shrog and Grimnir and says, You guys aren't from this universe. At this point, Daniel walks up behind them and sees the bottle. Hey, is that Everclear? It's Everclear. Oh, it's just a little something from Earth. I haven't seen some that haven't had that in a long time. Uh a long time. And he just kinda gets a look on his face. Kara blinks and then looks between the Nausicaan, the towering human, and the smaller human, and then looks back at Rick. 
Do you ever feel like we're the only members of sane species on the ship? Probably. Um, I we're we're pretty hardy, but even then, ninety eight percent is is um, is very can be very toxic. Oh, we pride that's, ourselves on our ability to destroy our brain cells. Sets a raises a hand. Kara looks over. You know, you don't have to do that. You can just talk. Well, yeah, I suppose, but I don't know. It just seems a little bit more orderly, you know? But, um, yeah, well, I, I do have some Borg implants, and, you know, they might be able to handle some stuff. Like, you know, I can handle toxic atmospheres pretty well. Kara looks shocked. It's not a question of being able to handle it. It's a question of whether or not you should. But I could. Hey, Sets, I want to test that theory. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, here, just a quick out-of-character moment. I actually heard myself through Chorg's mic, and the sets of voice wasn't coming through. Yeah, it's not on. Okay, let me just... Okay, uh, continue with the scene. I'm going to just change some... Look through some voice stuff here. Grab my headset. Kari just lightly thumps her head on the bar a couple times. Look, if this is what passes for a night out for you guys, I think I might have to call it quits. Uh, This isn't a night out. This is a week out. Yeah, it will be if you drink that. Eli's over sitting in a booth by himself. I mean, I, I can I can see the you know appeal for having like a short amount, uh, like a little like shot, but any appreciable amount, it's like what I don't. There's just no point to it. Chalk motions for Grimner to pass the pass a bottle of the purple people dropper that's sitting low on the shelf. So he wants that in that into the mix too. I hear a tardigrade. Wait, you guys hear him and I don't? Again? Again? Yep. Hello? Uh, you, yeah, you have uh, very there we go. soft the voice. tardigrade, but uh, it's, you are coming through. No, that's a sense of voice. Yeah, oh, I got, yeah, yeah. I changed it. I'm just going through the settings right now. Cause you sound a little quiet, too. Yeah, it's just how this kind of works. Because, yeah, like, it it sort of drops the voice out a little bit when I do that, so... Um, yeah, anyway. but now I turned your volume up, and it's like, when you forget again, you're going to come in normal, and then I'm going to be deaf, probably. Okay, well, here, let me try... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Here. You don't have to do anything. I, th- that's okay. just just, just well, a thing that happens. Hold on. Yeah, I'm also seeing my audio levels are a bit low. So, just a sec. Do I sound any uh, higher right now? Uh, uh, can someone else feel that? Little... I've been playing with the volume. A bit louder than this you were. sound any louder? Yes, that's good. Yeah, a bit. Okay, yeah, that was just uh, a little bit. Uh, there, there are just layers of things going on here. Okay, sorry. Ain't that just life? Here. All right, so, yeah. Oh, well, you said that I could drink that, but... Or should drink that, but... I mean, if you want to experiment, nothing else is going on today. Well, you got yourself a deal. Here, try this. Trog slides here. Uh, it tankered with his new venom mix in it, down to Setsa. Kara, before she can drink, just stands up and says, That's it. I'm out of here. Me and the dog are going for a walk. Nala gives a wolf. Are there any fumes coming off of this new concoction? That oh, no, are affecting the nearby people? Oh no, I lost my sense of smell years ago. Uh, I was kind of saying that out uh, of character, it sorry. It doesn't seem too bad. Uh, Wait for it. This is rolling. It's got a boomerang effect. All right. 
Let's see. Do, 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 do. Character sheet. Sets the topples backwards. Well, I'm definitely on to something here. Uh, to self. Dispatch works. Dr. Akana, I think we need your assistance over here. Elias. Elias sighs and stands up and walks over. What's the problem? I had drink. I feel funny. Yeah, drinks tend to do that. No drinks. It's your own drink. Have you had anything to eat today? Um, does water count? N no. No, it does. No. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be hitting you like a thousand times harder. Um, maybe. So, uh, you need a shot. There's a shot thing. Make me not drunk. If I do that, I feel like you're not going to learn anything. Is the ship supposed to be spinning? From a certain point of view, I suppose. Okay, that's that normal then. Which direction is it spinning? Um, uh, Eli-wise. Uh-oh. Jeez, Hammer. Thank you. Okay, I, like, I could have like never told you. that way. Clockwise or counterclockwise? Clock just has numbers. See? A few points in a chronometer on the wall. Does it spin right or does it spin left? Um, kind of left and then up and then down and then up again and then I think left. But it could be, like, right, but sort of going left. Okay, maybe a little shot won't hurt. Daniel... He says as he gets out, uh... Gets out the anti-intoxicant. I'm, I'm spending Daniel. a threat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I'm gonna make, th make this a medical, um, control rule. You know what to do, it's just a question of putting the thing on the thing. Without unforeseen medical control uses. Yep. And then complication 19. Four successes, so I'm just doing a bit of a thing. We've got two momentum uh, from that. So yes, you are able to bring Setsa so completely out of it that she just blinks. Just like all of a sudden things stop moving and she's just kind of stunned. Eyes a little wide. You, you okay? Um, yes. Did you learn anything from this? I don't so beyond, well, just don't drink weird things when Tara tells me not to drink weird things. What are you guys drinking? Um, well, Torak made it, and it was kind of bubbling. I wasn't really getting too much attention, just some fun, so I, I just had to drink. That's how he gets you. Yeah, just do tea tonight. I'm testing a new batch of Venom. Here, try this. Torak hands, doctor, doctor. Strong hands Eli the uh, metal tankard with the bubbling, smoking substance inside. Inside. What's in this? Oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Some purple people dropper, some Everclear, some venom. I don't touch Everclear now. I might be an alcoholic, but I don't touch Everclear. He puts the mug down. You know what? Daniel grabs a shot glass. I'm up for a little experiment. Oh no, don't. Uh, yeah, uh, Daniel, I know you're, you're wanting to get new experiences in a new time, but, um, I have four implants, and I was on the floor. 
And I thought the ship was like kind of like coming in like imploding. So let him uh, learn. Don't worry. Okay. Well, well, he, he wants to be brave. Let's let him be brave. Try <gasps> pours a little bit of the substance in a shot glass and says, "Your funeral." There's no, 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 no. Fill the shotgun, shotgun, well, shot glass up to the brim. Fill the shotgun? Good lord, man. man. No shot glass. I, I corrected myself. There's a difference between being brave and being foolhardy. And that is a very thin line to walk, and tonight we're going to see what end he, or what side he ends up on. Charg fills the shot glass all the way to the brim. Alright, let's see what you got. Bottoms up. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Daniel taps the glass on the on the counter before, uh, before swigging it all back. And a quick question: for whatever I'm going to have to roll, uh, I know I've been haven't been using uh, I know I haven't been using values, but I do have one that says nothing ventured, nothing gained, and I, I just want um, to know what my options are for with that. Nothing relevant. So you could use a point of determination to get extra dice. That's like really, that's a really like, let's put it this way. You would do that in a critical situation that you really want to like get a little boost on or reroll dice. Just okay. doing it for a drink, it, because you can only use it once a game, and I might throw stuff later. Um, since you can only do that once a game, it, it is a whole lot. Like the things that you're going to be using more are those talents, so, or the focuses. Um, also talents if any are applied, but the values are like your really challenging situations because they're core values. So they either apply or being challenged, which can throw in some extra complications. Okay. I, I, I wish I knew what my talents did because I have no idea if they apply. Uh, but anyway, uh, I guess I'll just, yeah, I, I, I drink the whole shot glass. All right. You are going to roll a fitness medicine roll. I'm going to spend two threat on this one. Uh, so your complication range is 18. Oh, uh, yes. Medicine. My dump stat. Does it automatically do a d20? Uh, it depends on how you do it. I just did so slash R. Slash R. You've got to specify it then. So your target range, then the dice, 2. Your difficulty, 1. And then critical range, 1. Complication, 18. Okay. Uh, dice so is it's automatically a 20, but it's not necessarily 2d20. You can it, do 3, 1 with the dice modifier. Yeah, it by Wait, default so dice is 2, but um, if, if we do add a moment and more, um, something like that, or if yeah. you're assisting, then, you, you, then you'd have to specify. But I just use less slash d20. It's easier. It takes longer, yeah. but it's easier. Yeah, so it just depends. There's two ways of doing it. Slash r, slash d20. Slash R, I like just because it, it lets me just type everything out in one go versus selecting stuff. But um, yeah, just whichever works best for you. Okay. Uh, sorry, I switched over to slash D20, and I don't know how um, to add the other parameters. Then just use slash R. Don't overcomplicate it. No, no, it, it's the same with that. It's just, I do I, do I put a comma or like between the uh, numbers? No, 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 no. Okay, just go to slash R. It's easier to explain. When you do slash R, you get a. It tells you right at the top that the parameters are entered in the order, and there's a space between those numbers. So you do slash R, you get the parameter, 
and then you do target number, whatever that is, so let's say it's 11, you do space, two, space, one, space, one, space, 18. I'm sorry, can you do that, say that one more time? I'm sorry. It, okay, you don't need to listen to like what I'm saying because when you type in R slash R, read the top of the chat bar. And yeah, then between I, each one of those, it's just a space. So it's your target number, whatever that is. Oh, okay, space, okay. Space, two for your dice, then space for difficulty, one, space for one, and then comp. You need to type the other numbers in because the comp range is at the very end. Otherwise, those would have default values. I think I get the order. Wait, so is the target one? No, the target is the... The addition of your medical score and your focus, okay. or your um, uh, fitness score. So it's that, then two dice, then one, then... One, then... Yeah, so read through those targets that you... Like, the instructions that are part of... Are on top of the chat bar. Yeah, it's target, dice, difficulty, crit, comp, and so... Yeah, uh, so I, I get the two dice... Nothing for difficulty and crit, so you just do one and one. And then you're Okay, okay. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. Thank you. Yeah. We didn't do anything else with those. I didn't tell you a difficulty number. I didn't tell you a crit number. Or a crit doesn't apply. So. Okay, sorry. Oh, no Good success night. is one complication. Yep, you're just completely passed out drunk. Uh, can I react? Uh, see if um, Rikti can react? Because he's sort of expecting grace. Well, he's brave, I'll give him that. Well, we found out what side of the fence he landed on. Grimnir yells right. over. There's a fine line between bravery and stupidity. And you would oh, know it. Oh, oh, Rick, you're up. So, yeah, so I'll try, I'll catch him as he tries to, you know, just sort of falls down and just lowers him down to the ground slowly. Um, just allowing him to, um,. So he doesn't actually hurt himself. That's... You're there, exactly. you're a bit softer. Yeah, I mean, it's just not doing anything, so I'm gonna... Alright, if Carl wants to take over, I'm gonna try to fix this real quick. It's gonna... I'm gonna need to do something here. <laughs> it's my show now! Yes. Be afraid, God, help be us all. I'm back and everyone's dead. <laughs> be afraid, be very, very afraid. Lock the channel. We win! It's our show now. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> so anyway, Rick, if you want to go ahead and react to go ahead and try and catch him, let's just go ahead and make that a a fitness security roll. No complications, because you were expecting this. One success will be enough. So that will be a 14. Would athletics apply as a focus? Sure, go for it. Uh, there we go. Three successes. Before he even starts to sway, Rick is over there and gently guiding him calmly toward the soft floor. Daniel is now lying on the floor, unconscious. Around him are gathered Eli O'Connor, Rick Tear, Setsa, and Chorog. Do you think he learned anything? Yeah, never take drinks from my mug. I just think drinks from you in general, but... I know I could handle it, but I just don't touch Everclear, no. Oh, I mean, that had some of mine in it too, you know. I still don't I still don't touch Everclear, not since Norfolk. Oh, well, he wanted to be brave, I'll give him that. There's a 
bosun's whistle that comes up. And then a simple announcement. Eli O'Connor to the bridge. First Officer Eli O'Connor to the bridge. That's me. Um, he uh, he takes out a hypo spray and hands it to Kara. If he starts to like start Kara, dying, Kara. like Kara alcohol poisoning, or you know, no Chorog, you know Chorog, you're responsible. This is your mess. Chorog and responsible don't go well together. If he starts to, you know, is if his liver starts to fuck up here, just give him this. Chorog looks at him. How do you use this damn thing? Okay, so you put you press this part against his neck and you press that button. Okay, yeah, if he starts twitching, I'll use it. That probably a good idea. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm off. This is my get out get out of jail free card. See ya. It takes only a few minutes for Doctor Elo Connor to navigate through the ship, up through the turbo lift, and arrive on the bridge. Uh, since Sets is down in Club 42, the science station is currently manned by Jess, Aro, and Neen, who are standing on the chair there. They look over at him. Got strange sensor readings. Strange how? They look back over the, you know, the, the uh, console, and then Jess looks over. Uh, a Tarn's warp? A Tarn's wrap? A trans wrap? A, a, a trans warp? That. He it's sits a trans down warp signature. signature. He sits down in the captain's chair. Trans. Oh God! Please don't let this be the Borg. The uh, Riothans type at the console, and a map pulls up on screen showing where the disturbance is based on where the Reliant is going. Currently, the Reliant is actually nowhere near it, but they could swing off and investigate. Put in a course. Um, let's check it out. We have a responsibility, regardless of what it is, to see what it is. Anson Mood nods, and the ship starts to bank. Aye, sir. Changing course for transwarp signature coordinates. Should be there in about two or three minutes. The tactical officer, the Zendi reptilian, leans over and looks down at Eli. Does this mean I'm going to get to shoot something? It might mean that. It oh, definitely might. Oh, happy day. Trio, all else, Go ahead. If all else fails, aim for their warp core. The trio are working on the console. Have a lock on the signal. Here, we'll bring up what it looks like. A slightly staticky image comes up of what looks to be a Borg probe. But something about it seems off. Can I get a, let's say, insight command from Eli? Well, in addition to the plasma obviously leaking out the side of it, it looks like this probe has sustained weapons fire. But something about it just doesn't quite add up to you. There's bits and pieces poking out here and there that's ruining the symmetry of it. And various sections of it have been plated over to have coverage from the space. It doesn't seem like the sort of design that the Borg generally use. Fascinating. Um, open a channel. Ensign Moon taps a few buttons. No response, Captain. We're not getting any power signatures off the ship. I think we might have to beam aboard. Camera pans out and the Reliant comes out of warp near the damaged and strange Borg probe. Order, sir. Bring us to transporter range. I say it's in transporter range. Start putting together a... I'm going to start putting together an away team. Um, preference for kinetic weapons, just in case. I sir. I'll let the security teams know. At this point, Marcus Graves enters the uh, bridge. 
Um, escorting what looks like a small little diplomatic convoy, uh, the alien species in particular, um, they're very squat, somewhat wrinkled, and have a variety of different coloration for their head markings and matching robes. Um, different color codes that appear too. Um, I'm just stalling for time while I have the screenshot real quick. Uh, that denote, might denote some kind of cast structure. Marcus is gesturing expansively. And this here is the bridge where, of course, we control the ship. And Meanwhile, yeah, he says the... this. The yellow alert is flashing. There's a Borg probe <laughs> on the main screen. And the entirety of the bridge crew is looking at him like he's insane. And... Um, He's slowly realizing this and also realizing that he's not wanting to cause any alarm in the species. And it's sort of like in this kind of no man's land between basically two firing positions. And he's just found himself like just standing in between that. And he's just looking back and forth and says, um, and yeah, we can take some refreshments in my ready room. I'll need to discuss something with my first officer shortly, but... It shouldn't be a problem. And he just sort of like hurriedly sort of strides across the bridge and sort of gestures. And once the dignitaries are in his ready room, he turns like to Eli. To out, this is the married man's conundrum. This is Marcus doesn't want to tell the truth, but he also doesn't want to lie. Mm-hmm. So he goes over and says to Eli, um, I was a little occupied with, uh, Second contact scenario, what exactly is happening right now? Uh, uh you know, I'm down in the bar, they're getting their self-alcohol poisoning, and oh, the Borg are here. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, are we looking at a solitary Borg ship? That doesn't look completely standard to me. Um, uh, my best guess, it's solitary, they don't have any power, putting together an away team with kinetic weapons only, be it, like pointy sticks or machine guns i don't know uh all right well yeah we've we've got some stuff we've got some tr i uh i made sure we kept some of the uh tr uh 118 rifles that commanded issued after we um assaulted the transwarp um gate so uh, let's put it I this could way always just need... like replicate a tommy gun that'd be fun if you think so um but yeah, we do still have some residual equipment for this type of scenario. Make sure that the away team is aware of that. Um, well, while he's going through all this, the trio are bouncing up and down at sets of station, chanting, We found the trans wrap! We found the trans wrap! They mean trans warp. Uh, okay. So, um, do you need Setsa for this mission? Um, might. Have her on standby. Um, alright, I'll have to have a talk with her to see if she's ready. If she doesn't need, if she's not needed, just she doesn't need to know about this until after it's done. I don't want her to worry. Yeah. Well, we gotta could I, be gotta detrimental to her recovery. Yeah, that's kind of the difficult situation we've got here, where uh, we should ask because it could be, you know, accessing their systems would be something she's eminently qualified to do, both because of the implants, but also her scientific expertise. But Moon, if she's not. Henson Moon looks over. Also, I'd like to point out that the yellow alert is currently flashing on all decks, so most of the ship, he looks pointedly at the ready room, already knows something's up. Um, I'm sure the captain can tell 
And I'm sure the captain could just tell our guests this is like some relaxing white noise. I don't need to go that far. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to send a message real quick just on Cedar guest, but yeah, Eli, I'll lead the away on this one. Yeah. And I'll try to keep things cool from here. Also, um, I should probably mention too, if something catastrophic doesn't happen there, or if it's just mildly catastrophic and we can kind of roll with it, there is going to be a formal diplomatic reception at, uh, 1700 hours. I'll try to make sure everyone's sober by then. They're drinking Everclear down there. All right. Uh, all right. Yep, right, right, right. This is just today. Graves just rubs his temple and says, uh, okay, I'm going to go take care of this. And uh, yeah, just let me know if anything happens. Roger that, Captain. He stands up and goes to the turbo lift. Graves goes to his ready room. Who does Dr. E- Dr. Eli O'Connor contact for his away team? Let's see. Let's get Rick here. Let's get Chorog. Uh, Oakley's here for one, so let, let's let's bring Oakley. Yay! And well, let me see. DB's passed out. Um, let's get Bryce. Everyone reports to the ready room. Bryce is there, and he's currently checking on one of the TRS, you know, kinetic rifles. John is in the corner. He's just staring at Eli with little sad tardigrade eyes. John, get in here. He claps and quickly uh, follows. Bryce suppresses a slight smile. John, this is very important. Um, you know your time from with Uncle Karn? Bring the blade he gave you. Yay! Yeah, he he toddles off and grabs he grabs <laughs> a full size batlet. From his quarters. As it turns out, Karn gave him lots of stabby things. Please remember to stay away from the pointy end of the tardigrade. Please also remember that all ends of the tardigrade are pointy. Eli has an officer saber on his belt. It's been in his quarters and now he finally gets to use it. Once ready, the transporter officer signals that she's ready to send them over unless there's any last minute things to take care of. Chorog has the staff weapon he picked up from Quen. Uh, Rick T just has a, basically a uh, spear. Um, a hard and sharpened spear. The group looks over, gives a signal, and is beamed over to the damaged Borg probe. They arrive in pretty much pitch blackness. It's also very cold. Did somebody remember to pack a flashlight? John turns on a flashlight, and in the center of the flashlight is also a little Batman um, symbol. As the flashlight is swept over the area around them, they can tell that they're on a catwalk in what passes for a corridor on a Borg ship. However, it doesn't seem like it usually would. The The catwalk itself is not lined with alcoves and regeneration stations. Instead, there are doors here and there that seem to lead into other rooms. Uh, Rick T activates these little, um, like, drone things that have the lights on them uh, that were useful in um, in-game and make sure everyone has their own uh, light source. Everyone now has a little floating light, courtesy of Rick Tier, who thought ahead. You also notice that as you breathe, your breath is coming out and causing slight frost. This is also reminds me of some of our... Um, 
mythological stories, but this is not like any Borg sphere I've seen. One of you brought explosives just in case, right? I'm counting on you, Chorak, here. Please tell me you did. Small, medium, or blow a hole in the ship uh, yield? Any and all. Chorak tosses a small leather satchel at Eli. Here, take your pick. Y'all go boom. Oh, no, we don't need them right now. This is just the backup. Bryce, meanwhile, is looking over a tricorder. I'm not seeing any signs of Borg activity, sir, although I'm getting weak life signs all over the ship. Where's the closest one? He looks around for a bit. Should be behind that door over there. All right, let's get this open. The group goes over to the door, which does not open for them. So let's get a nice explosive roll from someone. Who's going who's gonna to set, set us up the bomb? Let's let John do it. John is just ecstatic. Um, All right, John. Explosion. Uncle Khan taught me where to place the bombs so they blow open doors so then we can go into honorable combat against the Fatars. Give me a reason security roll, please. (laughs) Uh, John. John, put put it in the right in the middle of the door. That way, when it blows, the whole door goes flying. He he knows what to do. Uncle Karn taught him. Uh, oh, Karn! Reason, security. This Reason. is an intellectual matter. Uh, John, do good. He got two successes. Well, John does an excellent job of removing the door from blocking them. Uh, the smoke clears, and they look in what seems to be crew quarters, or at least someone's quarters. Inside, there's a desk and a bed, which seems to also be combined with a regeneration alcove. On the bed seems to be lying a person. They look to be an assimilated member of a species you don't recognize, just lying there completely unconscious and unresponsive. John immediately charges into the room after the explosion and just plants his batleth into the desk. Eli tries to grab John by the collar, but misses. The desk has been honorably slain in combat. Well, if it's a very if it's a metal desk, he just goes plink and the batleth just kind of just hits it. You can't tell me that Karn didn't give him a batleth designed to cut through Borg metal. Oh, he, he did. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so John does has slain the desk. Trog takes sent a deep, the desk to Stovacor. Trog takes a deep breath, goes over to the desk, and performs a hegtay ceremony for the desk. Eli, this desk, however, this desk, will, this desk will go to Stovacor. Eli goes to check on the person, because he brought a medical tricorder. Rice follows Eli as the only person who's acting sane. Uh, Rick is going to uh, look at the uh, the power systems and engineering and see what's going on with the ship systems. Okay, first off, let's have a uh, medical insight roll from Dr. Eli O'Connor. Oh boy, medical insight. Nine, Cybernetics ten, would apply 11, 12, to this, by the way. While they're doing that, Charok howls in despair. That way, Silvercore knows a metal desk is incoming. 
And Rick, we can set up your role as well if you'd like to give me an insight, damn. insight engineering role. Okay. And meanwhile, we can talk about what Eli has discovered with four successes. Eli finds that the the Borg on the bed is alive, but only just. All systems are shut down. It's in complete torpor. Whatever it's in, it's gone past a regeneration mode. It's almost like it's dead, but not quite. There's a lot of mental signals coming from the brain, though. In fact, so much so that it's just startling. There's so much information going through the neural net of this Borg right now that you're surprised that anything could handle it. Shit, he's still alive. Um, a lot of brain activity. Too much brain activity for something like this. This is the Borg. Someone could have infected them with a virus. I don't know. Did he come in contact with a veniculum or something? Meanwhile, as uh, Rick Tears scans the power supplies, he can tell that there's only a trickle of power going almost everywhere. There is a massive amount of power going to what seems to be the Borg computer systems and subspace relays, and that's literally it. Unfortunately, after discovering this, he accidentally bonks his head. And you just hear a clunk as uh, Rick Tears sort of uh, quickly uh, tries to step back from from the console and and hits a beam that he he um, hadn't quite properly clocked was there yeah um, everyone learns a few new curse words uh you, you he, no. yeah the, Trog is not heard yeah the, the, you rarely hear Rick curse but for once you actually you actually let him he, you actually hear a curse in his um native language um <laughs> And um, for then you get well powers every, all every bit of Scarica powers getting redirected to the computer and um, transwarp systems. There's nothing in the subspace relays, the communicators. Yeah, the subspace relays. Nothing for like life support. Nothing for any other system, but communications in the computers. They were desperate. Whatever this Price, is, they're desperate. Bryce listens for a minute. If all the information's going to the computer, and you said there's a lot of information going through that Borg's head right now, that says one thing to me, although I'm not an engineer or a doctor, but that seems to me to sound like a computer virus. That's Something what I first thought. all their processing power and all their memory. Let me take a look at it. I have, I have experience with computer viruses. Glad we'll to see you were on the same page, Bryce. Point. So, uh, Bryce looks at Rick Tier. You're the engineer. I suppose you could find us an access point. All right. right. Um, what role does uh, Rick need to do? Let's just do reason engineering. This should be pretty simple for Rick. Uh, you know, even if this is a strange Borg starship, it's going to be laid out roughly the same as most others. All right. Testing, testing. One, two, three. I could hear you. One success. It actually takes Rick Tier a while and quite a bit more explosives before they find a Borg veniculum that they can latch into. Along the way, they discover several other rooms that they don't generally expect to find on a Borg ship, including what looks like a mess hall, a crude holodeck, and more uh, crew quarters, some with and without Borg. At various places throughout the ship, 
are comatose Borg, either lying on the floor or slumped over railings. It's as if they suddenly just dropped wherever they were. Yeah, I'm betting someone planted a virus in the vaniculum. We better have a scan of it. Let's uh, have a... Uh, give me an insight engineering, Charog. A retrieval assist. It doesn't take too long between the two of them to locate the problem. As a great engineer once said, the more complicated the plumbing, the easier it is to stop up. The culprit seems to be a relatively simple computer worm that's just flooding the entirety of the CPU and memory with nonsense mathematical calculations. Yeah, we should be able to flush this out, Rick. Yeah, well, uh, wondering how over. this question even... is, do we want to? Why would we not? It's a Borg ship, sir. I beg to the contrary. You don't see quarters on Borg ships. You don't see holodecks on Borg ships. This is something else. They've liberated themselves. I'm willing to bet these are the liberated Borg. I've been hearing, uh, I've been hearing rumors about them, but, I could, but I've never actually seen them. I mean, we don't have any alcoves either, so if they are Borg, they are very different. If they're, if these, if these guys have freed themselves from the collective. I think they deserve to have a chance to live, so I say we purge the worm and find out exactly what happened with these guys. Eli's badge at this point beeps. Sir, we need you back on the bridge. We've got another transwarp signature. All right, beam me over. Um, Kara, I'm leaving you in charge. I think you mean Bryce? No, I, I invited Kara, too. Did you? I didn't remember that. Okay, well, yes. Kara's in charge. Eli is beamed back to the bridge. Uh, currently on the bridge there's the shot of the open glowing green portal of a transwarp network and out of it comes flying a borg sphere ah oh, shit there's a few tense moments and then the sphere just seems to ignore the reliant and goes over to the probe and locks on a tractor beam lock on that tractor emitter i'm not letting him take him not while our crew's over there hi sir bringing weapons online now i'm working on the borg probe charg feels the ship shutter sounds like we're about to have company that definitely feels uh, like a uh, tractor beam, not not a standard Federation one either. John raises his batlet excitedly. Steady, John. Take up take up defensive positions by that door. If they start coming this way, if it moves, kill it. If it keeps moving, kill it again. John raises a hand. Larissa, it's Larissa, Cara. <clears throat> Larissa warms up the phasers and with a quick pinpoint shot blasts out the emitter on the Borg sphere, which now notices the Reliant and turns and begins firing weapons. Graves appears from his ready room. Um, what's happening? We have engaged the Borg. However, wow. something seems to go wrong with the Borg ship and all the shots seem to go very wide. Grave size. Hoping hailing frequency of the Borg. As soon as it's opened, you just get the general Borg spiel. I have an idea. I have an idea. Give me a channel to Richtier. All right. Uh, Richtier, can you hear me? Uh, Richtier responding, yes, what's up? That virus. um, See if you could extract it. Don't destroy it. We can try to infect the Borg ship that just showed up with it. All right. um, Sounds like a plan. 
This will be considerably more difficult than simply erasing the virus. Uh, let's get... Hmm. Let's get a control engineering from Rick Tier, but you need two successes. All right, I'm going to take it, use a momentum to get a third dice, and that'll trigger my um, cautious. Also, I can throw my uh, criminal enterprises and mechanical tinkering focuses. Trog does have experience with planting viruses. Yeah, I don't think I've got a uh, focus supplies. Probably not. Boom. But, but Chora or but uh, Rick Tier manages to do it. Very carefully, he sections off the necessary code from the virus and uploads it to his tricorder, and from there uploads it to the Reliant, where it can be used as they see fit. The Graves taps his comm badge. Graves taps his comm badge. Sets to go over to the bridge immediately. When he says that, Kara arrives on the bridge, jumping out of the... Uh, oh, no, wait, Kara's on the Borg ship. I forgot. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Sets arrives on the uh, on the bridge very quickly. Graves just looks at her. Borg ships, we have a virus to disable them. Deploy that. It takes Sets a couple seconds to blink. She nods and processes very quickly, sort of, like, strutting, like... Not quite with the speed to, say, and threaten the Rio Thans, but they, they have to jump out of the way as she approaches there's, her station. They're still busy excitedly chanting trans rap. <laughs> okay. Um, so Setsa will use her um, her abundant expertise and focuses in this uh, area to deploy the... Let me take a quick look at... Uh, some stats and traits. Um, but uh, at least as far as Setsa goes here, her objective isn't, well, to simply sort of save the Reliant. She's intent on disabling those ships to the extent that they can, well, liberate both vessels. Okay, uh, well, let's go ahead and see how well you do. This is going to be a control science rule. Uh, let's see. So, a value applies, so I'm going to, if friends come first, so I'm going to um, spend determination to get extra dice. And she's got uh, two focuses that apply information systems in the board collective. And then uh, her computer expertise all uh, talent also gives her a bonus d20. Roll it. Let's see what the god of luck says. All right, so um, uh, spending the determination first allows me to get one extra dice. Uh, so it, it, it's uh, it's counted as an extra dice that has already rolled a one. So just roll the three dice okay. with computer expertise and add two successes to to it. All right, and which role is this? This is control science. Control science. Okay. Oh, crap. <laughs> one success, one complication. Um, Technically, she already rolled a one, according to Rick, so she actually has a total of three successes and one complication. All right, and we've got a bunch of momentum here. The question is, do I want to run with the complication? Um, I was about to say, don't look at me. Talk amongst yourselves. I, I, I know. It's more of a storytelling thing. Of, it's to getting a complication right at this moment and what I could do with that. Well, if you're not going to do anything with it, I definitely can, so that's up to you. Okay. Uh, let's just go ahead and re-roll the dice. I want to try to, like, super... Uh, yeah, so spend two momentum. Yep. Okay. All right. 
down to three. All right. We're rolling that dice. One success, so total of four successes. It's go, sorry, it's touch and go, but she's able to upload the virus to the Borg sphere, which immediately shuts down. Sets the salutes and says, Borg ship disabled, sir. Um, recovery efforts can begin at any time. Henson Moon looks over. All right, so I have two questions, sir. Shoot. One, how long is it going to take them to adapt to that? And two, how much you want to bet if we hang around here, there's going to be something worse than a sphere that gets spit out when it comes looking for the sphere? Um, I'm going to bet that, that those are both uh, unfortunate answers we don't want to stick around for. Let's focus on doing what we can. Um, damn it, let's see. Can the away team... Can the away? Is there any objective that the away team sees in front of them that's worth sticking around for? There's liberated Borg over there. Quarters, they, they're living full lives. All right, so let's do this. Beam every Borg on that ship to our ship. Full security protocols. Uh, really heavy security protocols, let's put it that way. And detonate that ship. We don't have the... We don't have the regeneration allocuffs to accommodate them. All right. I was about to say, so insight uh, science from Setsa when that said. All right. Two successes. Yeah, if they just blew up the ship and those were liberated Borg, it would probably be fatal given the virus that's running through the system. All right. Setsa releases information in Mar uh, Graves and says, all right, so uh, we need to recover that ship. Although... Marissa looks over. We got a tractor beam, too. Yeah, we got a tractor beam. Let's go ahead and uh, pull it along, engage in warp. Let's try to get out of here. Just leave the sphere to its to own devices, sir? Uh, we could destroy it. Setsa just to immediately glares at him. We need to contact Starfleet Command because this could be the next Vega if we don't do something. Yeah, I know that. Meanwhile, in the ready room, there's a group of small, gray-skinned, wrinkly aliens all having a drink and wondering what the noise is about. Graves says, all right, um, John... I want John you... appears in a flash. Poof. <laughs> John, I want you to go... Um, well, let's put it this way. I want you to do some reconstructive surgery on some critical systems on that Borg sphere. For example, the transwarp uh, core and the subspace beacon. Can you do that? John nods. Oh, yes, yes, I do that very well. He has up this bat left bigger than him. I said desk to Stovacor already. <laughs> Marcus nods. All right, get to it. There's another flash. All right, well, uh, the Borg are probably going to adapt, um, but by the time they do, they will have a ship that needs much more urgent repair than they'll be able to um, basically commit before they pursue us. We should proceed to Starbase Magellan and put out a really big red alert. Ensign Mood nods. Hi, right, you want me to send a message to the Sierra and the Athens? They can come here and clean up the sphere while we run off with the probe. Absolutely. All right, and yeah, they'll be able to also handle recovery operations pretty damn well, especially with Bailey in command. Um, in the meanwhile, put down a, a relay buoy. Make sure people get the message if they come into the system in the meanwhile. All right, let's go ahead and do that. And also do what we can to also scramble uh, subspace communications at longer ranges. That would be Setsa's problem. 
Setza is going to go attempt to do it because she's in automatic do science mode. Control science. And hope you don't get a crit. Oh! oh you got the complication! Got the complication! Oh, this is... Yeah, let's just run with this. Sets is able to scribble the communications for a while, but for a moment, she accidentally plugs herself in. And for a moment, everything unrolls before her. Every Borg ship everywhere in the galaxy, every voice in unison, and behind it all, the will of the queen. And then she blinks, uh, and it's gone. <laughs> I'm going to make another roll here. Oof. She also hears another voice, somewhat sinister and dark voice, that simply says, do it. Join them. And sets us frozen. The real thing stopped their chanting of transgrap and seemed to notice this. I think our science officer go brokey. Eli Graves being an empath also senses it. Um, Graves is just completely just... You see him almost just like... He just goes completely stone-faced and says... Someone help her. Um, all right, let's just do what we can. Let's just get out of here. Get that um, probe out of here. Contact Starfleet Command right away. Ensign Moon chimes in. Message sent and course laid in, sir. Larissa comes all back. Right, We've got a strong tractor lock, sir. All right, warp now. And the Reliant turns and goes to warp, dragging behind it a disabled probe. If the away team's still aboard. John returns after... Um, his, his creative, his finger-painting exercises with entropy and destruction. He has a glowing green something covering part of him. Graves, he looks at Graves. Graves looks at him. John just totters over and gives Marcus a hug. Now Marcus has some glowing green stuff on him. <laughs> and Marcus is just standing there with this, the, the side of the sort of the starfield warping. And he's just standing there with John. And it's just a touching moment there. Kara, meanwhile, back on the board ship, is feeling its shudder and just looks around and goes, you know, I get the feeling something's happening and nobody's telling us about it. <laughs> um, at that, at that, that's actually probably a good time to say we've been going for about an hour. Uh, probably a good time for a quick break. And as we come back from commercial break, the camera zooms in on Kara, who has just asked the question that everybody on the Borg probe is probably wondering about. So they probably get a well. Marcus has probably delegated some tasks here. So um, he they get a sort of a um automated message or not an automated message, but either a text message or someone like Larissa or Moon filling them in on the details of what's just happened. Kara just listens to the whole thing and then just says, "Okay, do we come back then?" Uh, Marcus gets on the comms. Is there anything that needs to be done over on that ship? Well, last support Everything and Rick um, uh, uh, T pipes up. Uh, well, we do. I mean, if we are going to try and restore this thing, then we should try and restore it. Uh, we've extracted the virus, but the virus is still, you know, affecting the uh, liberated ball here. So we should at least try and. Graves just uh, uh, Graves nods and says, "Yeah." You need to figure out how to um, disable that virus and delete it. Setsa has also frozen up. Kara lets loose a string of curses in Ibby. <laughs> Graves oh. says, yeah. So um, if research is needed over there, do it. 
We're also going to need a couple of engineering teams to help get the engines online. Or whatever passes for engines on this thing. Well, I mean, once we deal with the virus, we can we can ascertain the actual power needs for the rest of the system. Everything is being dedicated to the virus right now. Yeah, let's get right. to work on that virus. I have some experience with that. So you eggheads get to work. I just fly ships and break things. So for pulling the virus out, it's relatively easy. Given what Rick Tier has already done, a simple key press on his, you know, data pad would remove the virus from the system. That would also bring the entire ship back online. And there's not exactly much telling what will happen when that does. So, um, Kara, you're ready. Uh, should we try and do this remotely or bring in prayer out? Kara looks over at the bed with the Borg on it. You know, let's try and find a place where there's not any Borg when we do this, just in case they wake up grumpy. Bryce starts scanning. I think there's an unused supply area five doors down, about 50 meters. Right, at least give us a bit of, bit of space. All right, nods. Sounds good. Just in case, you know, they're fighty when they wake up. I don't yeah, know about you. It. I don't yeah, like being woken up. Yeah, more, I'm not a morning person. We need to be able to barricade the door, too, just in case they decide to want to come and introduce themselves. John, I know it's a lot of work, but do you mind taking us all inside that closet? <clears throat> John nods and says, Yeah, 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 I, I can do the spore jumpy. Spore jumpy. Or I can smash. Dig and dig and dig and get us there, too. No, no, the spore jump will be fine. Let's not, dig, let's not try to dig our way in. We want to secure the room. All right, everybody grab a tardigrade hand. <laughs> he's got knocks. So, yeah, he's able to uh, spore... Spore jump them unless there's any interference uh, to the desired location. Nope. There would normally be a lot of calculations involved, but this is the sort of thing John does without thinking about it, so... Yay! The group, the group is now in a cold, dark cargo closet, essentially. Alright. Kara looks over at uh, Rick. Now you can go ahead and press the button. And boop! Button is pressed. Nothing okay. seems to happen for a few moments. And then after a moment, lights above them that are kind of a soft cyan color flicker on, and you feel warmth as the heating system begins to turn back on. Well, we're not dead yet. Uh, do you want to see, Skin, how um, our um, Xbox friends are reacting? I'm on it. Uh, go ahead, Chorog. Let's get a, uh, let's get a reason science. For those in the audience, you may notice I am a little inconsistent in what roles I ask for. The reason for this is that you could justify many different skills for the same role. Trog does know which end of a uh, of a tricorder is which, and he's able to determine that all over the ship, Borg are waking up. Most of them aren't moving immediately, but they're awake. Uh, I can't tell what kind of mood they're in, but they're up. John raises a hand. Yes, John. I... I go see and say hello, and if they are not friendly, I can spore jump back and take us to Reliant. Kara looks around. Is everybody good with this? Do we have a choice? Probably yeah, we most could just walk out of the closet and see what happens. Probably most yeah, tactically sound thing. Yeah, no. Grumpy Borg are not something I want to mess with. All right, John, you take care of it, is a phrase I can't believe I just said. 
John uh, Spore jumps up to basically that what looked like the captain's quarters um, of the board ship, where he sent the um, the desk to meet its ancestors at the magical section of Stovacor labeled IKEA Core. On the bed, the Borg just kind of groans and puts a hand to his face and then just slowly sits up. John takes a small, uh, what looks like a Walkman with a little speaker unit on it, out of his pocket, sets it on the floor. It begins playing a little jingle, and he begins dancing while singing. Hello, you sleepy board person. I am John from Starfleet Ship. Would you like to be my friend? Because I would like to be friends. A couple things happen in quick succession. First, <laughs> the Borg jumps despite sitting down and looks over in kind of an alarm and notices John there and then does a double take and then looks confused and eventually settles on curious. He looks over. John points you, to his... You aren't a hallucination, are you? Um, no, or I am also not a mad trickster god. I, I have been told I need to say this more. Yes, thank, thank you for... Thank you for bringing that up. Can I... I have... I have Starfleet badge. You, you said your name was John. Oh, John T. Tardigrade, Lieutenant... And Chief of Security of USS Reliant. I am Primary Nevi- Renta. My name is Renta, of the Borg Cooperative. Hey! Nice to meet you, Renta. We have uh, pulled your ship away from a big, nasty Borg sphere vessel and are currently running. Starfleet ship. Where are we? Um, let's see. We are near the Archer system. The Archer system. That's in the yeah, like, data quadrant. Yep. I mean, you just go, like, you, you kind of, like, go, you, like, you're going to, like, uh, New Romulus or Tapori and just keep going and keep going and, like, you're past Kronos and then Archer's kind of over there. Renta runs a hand over his, you know, bald, pale head and just kind of slowly moves and stands up. Well, I presume you are to thank for... Rendering aid. Thank you, John of Starfleet. Hey, my friends are hiding in a closet right now. Can I tell them to come up? I would say that sounds strange, but he just nods. John puts away his small music box and uh, goes and does the appropriate sport jumping to bring everyone to the office. Everyone is grabbed and spore jumped back while Kara is in the middle of saying, We could just open the door. Or. <laughs> Nope. John is a good boy, although a little over-earnest. Renta just blinks. This is far beyond my experiences. As strange as it may sound, uh, this is quite standard for Starfleet. I am uh, chief engineer of the USS Reliant. Renta nods and gives kind of an unusual bow and says, A pleasure to meet you. I am Captain Renta of the Borg Cooperative. I thank you for rendering aid to our vessel. You weren't expecting a, um, Borg's fee, were you? I don't think we were expecting much of anything after the virus hit. I don't remember much. I remember I was asleep, 
And then I started awake, and then words can't describe what was happening from there. Whatever it was, it caught us completely off guard. Well, with the perjure systems, um, it was all being taxed by um, the the, um, the virus was taxing your communications and computer systems. Uh, it seems it must have alerted an actual Volk's fee. We're um, currently in warp, being tracked by the USS Reliant. Renta nods, closing his eyes. Yes, I'm. I see now. There's damage to the ship. Something must have fired upon us, but it must have been after the virus. I have no memory of what might have happened during that time. In all likelihood, perhaps somehow we opened a transwarp gate to a random point at space. I guess I should be thankful that it was near someone who cared and not in the deep black. Well, you're welcome. Uh, we, um... If there is anything more that you need of the Reliant, I'm sure we could could assist and help with uh, any other further repairs. At this point, the camera zooms out and back into the bridge of the Reliant and then goes through the door to the ready room, where there's still a group of small aliens drinking. They look around. Hasn't the captain been gone quite a while? <laughs> Uh, okay. The camera just pans out <laughs> away from the ready room at that point. Back to the bridge. <laughs> Back to the bridge. Graves is sort of like, he's still like, he's just been standing sort of like in between the uh, con chairs in his um, bridge station. And at a certain point, he just sort of like turns back to his command chair and just sort of sits down, but a little bit oddly. Just, like, not quite, like, hesitantly, just not in his usual style. From the chair next to him, Chaplain Waitley looks over and temples his fingers together and says, I believe she's experiencing a traumatic event, Captain. Obviously. Eli sits down the other side, um, you know, the first officer's chair, looks at Graves. I told you she wasn't ready. I told you yep. that not only as your first officer, but your chief medical officer. Yep, and she also did disable that Borg sphere and saved potentially a lot of lives in that. Ugh, all right. The Riothans, right. meanwhile, are gently pulling on Setsa's skirt. Setsa! So the Riothans at this point can actually try to help with the direct interface. Ooh, this is true. Well, Jess isn't the sort of person to think of it. Neither really is Aro, but Neen eventually does come to the idea of looking over at the captain saying, Sir, we could, we could, uh, we could enter her mind. Graves says, without looking over, do it. Oh. Neen closes his eyes and then goes stock still, just like Setsa. <laughs> we lost another one. Captain, are you considering the risks when you give these orders? Just, you didn't even think about it. I did think about it, Nick. <laughs> Oops. I did think, he says, I did think about it, Eli. Sorry, sorry. Jess and uh, Aro basically go over and gently grab Nin and shake him a bit, and he opens his eyes again and goes, what? Well, Waitley's going to be having a lot more patience now, or Grimnir, depending on what they want to do. 
Graves gives Waitley a Waitley slight looks, look. Waitley looks over deadpan at Eli and says, I consider it job security, sir. Indeed you do. And Graves turns over, or looks around and says, All right, Nick? Oh, I, no. You did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Sorry, sorry. He says, All right, Hakata? All right. Right now, I want you to have the bridge. I'm going to take sets down in the medical. Good get. Take care of that. Please do so, Captain. He nods um, and helps transport Seta back over to, or to over to the med bay. In a bed nearby, meanwhile, is D.B. Wells, staring up at the ceiling, contemplating the mysteries of the universe that have revealed themselves to him. <laughs> Daniel looks over as, as she's brought in and says, Ah, you have seen them too. Graves just gives D.B. the most penetrating look he can. Just complete, just stone-faced looking at Daniel. Actually, I want to run something here. Hey, Daniel, do you feel like being crazy? A little bit. Always. All the time. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a control engineering role. Let me see what that would be for you. Yeah. Okay, note to self, we really need to organize these character sheets. Yeah, I mean, you could, like, you could use one of the, um... Yeah, let's see if I can do it. It just applies to everyone. It's it's set by last modified, so let's just go by name. Actually, this is a really good roll for you. So this is yeah, D twenty space sixteen, I think. Oh, so no other modifiers. I just put the target. Nah, I'm just gonna make this real simple. We're just doing a flat roll, partially because I really want to see this succeed. A success and a complication. Okay, Daniel, I'm gonna let you figure this out. You go over and you wake Setsa up, but you also make a drunken idiot of yourself while you do it. So go ahead and give us a glimpse into what that's like. Daniel uh, gets up from uh, gets up from the bed he's on, and tries to tries to gracefully walk over. Ends up tripping over his own foot and just kind of like like just kind of like belly flops onto the t- onto the on. Just kind of like belly flops onto the onto the bed, and just kind of like lifts himself up and pretends it never happened, uh, and just he's so yeah. Sorry, I was, I don't know why. I was, yeah. Anyway, somehow so. this has an effect on Setsa, so we'll let uh, Marcus tell us about that. All right. Also, just to make sure this is audible, I'm not going to use the uh, voice modulator for this one. Um. But when Mar- when Setsa wakes up, she is in- very robotic in her movements. So she just looks around quickly and just fixes her eyes on Marcus. Marcus is just, his attention is on her. Although for a moment, his eyes drift over to D.B. Wells. <laughs> and his brain just sort of like has this weird point of... Like, just kind of seeing something in sort of like a cosmic angle. Just so oddly for that. Just, here's one point of the universe, here's another point. They're really close next to each other. And he just sort of has this moment. And sets in a very small voice, says, I hear them. I hear them. I'm trying to link with them. Do not Please stop give it. in to the call. 
<laughs> Graves almost punches TV Wells at that. Like he just like it just, just goes straight to the don't don't don't, <laughs> and um, he just sort of says to Satsa and just says, "What do you need?" And she just sort of holds out out a hand and. Yeah, for as much as has been removed from her body, she still has the Borg assimilation tendrils. Graves goes over to her. She places a hand at the back of his neck and injects him. Ged goes wide-eyed. Okay, this is not what I signed up for. He quickly starts loading up hypos with uh, anesthetic to knock everybody out. So, Setsa and Graves link up. And at that, Setsa just sort of takes a... Her sort of like her posture changes, and she sort of like just has a much more organic breath. And yeah, he's literally like a step away from putting hypos to both of them when he notices this, and he just <laughs> he he stops and he's just looking back and forth between them. Both hands have a hypo, both aimed for their necks. And he's also sees like on the back of Grace's neck, you gotta feel like there looks like a few like plates have started to sort of like form from the Borg metal. Oh, that ain't good. So, but then it's sort of like Setsa lets go, and then Graves is sort of left as he is. And then Setsa just sort of like lays back and just says, thank you. Where the hell is he lying? I ain't paid enough for this. Graves blinks and says, um, I think we're good. All right, but that's not a new, you know, accessory on your neck there. You do anything funny and I'm having Bryce toss you in a cell. Graves rubs the back of his neck and is like, um... I'm going to have to have Eli look at this. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so... All right. He walks over I'll to Daniel. Things... Okay, drunken Cinderella, time to get you back to bed. You've done enough... something. I don't know if it was good or bad. I have not even begun to help. Let me take a look at him. And, uh, and Daniel tries to get over to Graves. No. Graves shrugs at this... No, Graves shrugs at this point and says, Yeah, why not? Uh, and then we can just have, kind of, like, you know, so we can finish things up back on the bridge. We can just have, like, a scene off screen of uh, Daniel trying to use a medical tricorder. <laughs> just that's implicitly happening off screen. Uh, quick question. Right. I, I know it's happening off screen, but would a, a focus in robotics or integrating technology apply? Actually, both would if we did any roles for it, but we're not doing those. Okay. Like you could actually give Eli, you could actually give Eli some feedback, but Setsa will also know entirely what was done to Graves. Okay. Meanwhile, Daniel could provide a second opinion. Yeah. At this point, cut back to the bridge where Kara is pacing back and forth, having been brought up to speed on the situation. She looks over at Eli. He's been gone too long. I know both of them have. I, I told him she wasn't ready. He did not listen to me. Graves just sort of pipes up the comms. hey Up there on the bridge. How's it going? Car visibly relaxes and just kind of sits down at our console. Good to hear your voice, sir. You're far too happy, happy for this situation. Uh, I am, but um, oh, we'll talk later. Anyway, um, are we still uh, clear of the Borg? Yes, sir. Uh, we've identified the, uh, the probe. The vessel's name is the Prime Variance under Captain Renta of the Borg Cooperative. Oh, excellent, excellent. 
All right, let's get them to a safe haven and basically just do our job. So we've got the Sierra and um, the Athens on route to assist. And so long as nothing else happens, we should be good to go. Have John on standby, though, in case we need to get creative with any more Borg um, that try to uh, transwarp in. Once we reach Magellan, I'm going to open diplomatic uh, channels with the captain of the ship. Have a talk. Awesome, awesome. We can invite them to dinner with the uh, Stiat. What's the deal with them? Uh, second contact species, and, uh, well, essentially they've just got a little bit more range on the ship, so they're able to actually reach uh, Magellan. Cut back to Ra Graves' ready room. Aliens sitting around a table. The glasses and bottles are empty. They look around. Is this a strange human custom, do you think? <laughs> The camera then pans over, to, <laughs> pans over to the uh, board cooperative ship. Aboard the ship, the uh, the away team has already beamed off, and it's just the cooperative members going back and forth, repairing systems that have been damaged while they were, instead of unconscious, let's say, too conscious, ultra conscious. Captain Renta, meanwhile, sits down in the command chair on what passes for a bridge there and rubs his head. Theta quadrant. How in the a beta quadrant? And the camera just pans back. So Graves arrives on the bridge wearing a scarf. Kara dead-eyes him. Hickey, sir? Um, you could say that. A hickey is easy to fix with the dermal regenerator. This is something else, isn't it? Um, yep, but so far things are okay. So we'll just talk momentarily. I don't um, like I the sound of it. Kaur looks over. Well, we... Clearly, the captain just has a cold neck. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Everybody on the bridge looks over at Kara and then just starts nodding. <laughs> Eli doesn't nod. He just looks at the cruise right, ship to you. All right, Eli, we'll, um, we'll talk in a moment. But let's first take care of business and then make sure that everything's secure. Uh, open a channel to the cooperative vessel. Kara moves around and just taps... Channel open, sir. Uh, right now, we've got audio only. Very good. Uh, Corporate Vessel, uh, this is Captain Graves of the USS Reliant, and I just wanted to check in to make sure that you have everything you need and that you're okay with our current plan. Captain Graves, this is Captain Kenta of the Borg Cooperative Probe Prime Variants. I thank you again for your assistance, despite the usual circumstances. Repairs are proceeding. We would be able to follow you under our own power if you wish, but if you want to continue towing us, I recognize the caution. Um, well, if you're proceeding under repairs, let's just make things as easy as possible for engineers. We are not straining our systems by towing your vessel. So, um, yeah, just give your people sort of the best chance possible to repair their uh, propulsion systems. And, yeah, in case my officers haven't informed you, our plan is to arrive at Starbase Magellan, our uh, outpost in the sector, with uh, mounting defenses. So, um, and then we also have digital ships en route to assist. So, um, at that, if for whatever reason you want to uh, visit with the Reliant, or if any uh, crew members of yours want to visit the Reliant, or... Um, put any communications to uh, species in the Beta Quadrant and Alpha Quadrant, um, just let us know. That would be much appreciated, Captain. 
But if it is all right with you, I believe to expedite repairs, we shall enter a regeneration cycle. We shall be unavailable for a few hours, but that should be able to repair all damage to the ship. All right. Very good. And, um, yeah, uh, our crew can be on standby uh, just in case anything happens down there, or they can return the ship uh, for your convenience. Thank you again, Captain. The channel closes. Grave size. Um, all right. The ready room is currently occupied, so Eli, Eli, we should talk in the conference room. Lead the way, Captain. Graves Carter hops up as well without the... being asked. Graves leads the way and just sort of nods at Kara joining them as well. And he he sort of, um, had, you know, just, just waits for the door to close in a minute, and then he takes off the scarf and kind of shows off the back of his deck and saying, yeah, um, Setsa needed a little bit additional help. Eli just stares at him blankly for a moment, blinking a few times before finally speaking up, saying, are you out of your mind? Meanwhile, um, Setsa, hold on, Setsa does a similar thing, and then when she speaks, it's in an entirely different tone of voice, almost filled with awe, and she's like, she can do that? Wait, what was that? Yeah, I didn't get that either. Uh, she just kind of looks at him in awe after you know, the surprise wears off and just says, she can do that? Yeah, but where is she? We're in the conference room. She's in what? Meaning Setsa. Setsa can do that, can assimilate people. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I wasn't following. Okay, yeah. So, um, Graves nods and says, yeah, um, she got a little creative. So, she didn't get in contact with the virus. She got into a cycle of trying to contact the collective. I could have guessed um, that. Uh, Eli does not look very happy. He He looks pissed. He looks righteously pissed. Yeah, so... She was locked in the cycle, and her first approximation was that if she, she had it more or less shut down. So she had some algorithms in place to basically shut herself off if she ever tried to do this. And that's Not why to she broke. the fact that she'd already scrambled all subspace communications. Yeah. So ultimately, she was stuck in the cycle we would have needed to remove a lot more board components from her. So she would have been out of the picture for months. Or she could redirect that to a different source. So that's what she put together. So you've got and the universe's universe back first metal hickey. Uh, I guess. I mean, more to the point, it's a little... It's the board, but done sets his way. So it's kind of... Captain? The, yeah. I have bad news, and you're not going to like this. Uh, what is it? Since, until we could do further tests, until further notice, Starfleet Order 104, Section C, you are not fit for command right now. Kara yep. draws her I was going to transfer things over to you. But when Graves starts um, to talk, she puts it back. <laughs> yeah, Graves nods and says, yeah, we need to figure out a little bit more about what's happened. Um, just to make sure that but what Setsa thinks she does is what she's done is what she's actually done. Basically, she's created a direct link to me. Um, we can sort of turn it on, off, mostly off. Um, but she's basically kind of removed her ability to like focus on the Borg. Just like everything that was pointed in that direction, she just shunted over to me. And Karma, in time, just we carefully... can... Pro 
She just carefully takes a, you know, at ease position, nonchalantly moving her hand away from her weapon and simply says, Well, sir, I believe that we have just made contact with probably some of the best specialists you could ask for. Yeah, that's also very fortuitous. So I'd also very much like to get their second opinion on this. Uh, Setsa should also be um, refrained from, well, basically critical, or barred from accessing critical systems in the meantime, just to make sure that, again, what we think has happened has happened. But yeah, for right now, I mean, there shouldn't be any danger of me contacting the collective. She hasn't built it that way. There isn't any danger that I think she can contact the collective. But let's double check this. We can also Hi, get sir. Dr. Three on the line. It's not like, you know, we'd spent a whole couple months doing stuff with the Borg and I have experience as well. I yeah, and your opinion, I want... Dr. Three does not uh, yeah, need to be you, We've Fair. got the cooperative and we got you, Eli. So those are the people that I would trust in this matter most. Three would be a second opinion if we need it. Third. Third opinion, yeah. Um, until further notice, you are confined to quarters. I want to be sure. I know. Sounds good. And just make sure that Bryce is locked off my data our data terminals in my uh, quarters as well. That will be taken care of. To Eli, I'll relay the same orders for Setsa once she's out of the sick bay. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right. Well, sorry to lump this on you, but yeah, this needed to happen. Kara just kind of quirks a smile and looks back at Graves. You might have an interesting evening, sir. I'd go lie down if I were you. Yep, that's the plan. And he says, um, oh yes, the Stiat also need tending to at this point. Um, John might be a fitting candidate for um, being their tour guide from this point on. Cara I think that might, kind of might work. Looks um, back and I... forth between Eli. The who? The people he has holed up in his ready room right now. There are people in the ready room? Yes, diplomats. Um, I don't know. They seem to have strange markings. Do they have a caste system? I feel like something like that was mentioned earlier. Yeah, Graves nods and says, yeah. Then I'm not touching that with the 10-foot pole. John could have that. I despise it, and Starfleet, yeah, they, they're not going to be allowed in the Federation until they get rid of that. Quick smash cut uh, to the yeah. ready room. Where Party Tardigrade has set up a cake and streamers and balloons and, and all the aliens have little party hats on now as the Tardigrades start singing. Happy birthday. Wait, no, 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 no. Uh, it's a good day to be friends with you. <laughs> cut back to the meeting room. Well, I believe that wraps it up for now, sir. Uh, ETA to Magellan is about one hour, 20 minutes. I'll be in your quarters out. in an hour so I can check up on you. All right. Sounds good. I'll just be there reading. Car nods. I will return to my station, sir. She says, looking at Eli. Just a moment. Escort him to his quarters. I need to have a talk with Bryce. Acknowledged, sir. She moves out and goes with Graves. Graves just says nonchalantly, I got some interesting mental images from Setsa. I'm sure sir, you did. Sir, my loyalty to you <laughs> extends far, but I suggest you reconsider this topic of conversation. Graves, uh, Graves nods, just obviously, like, just obviously trying to, like, needle a little bit and says, yeah, duly noted. 
And he just sort of continues on. Bryce, meanwhile, is summoned to Eli. Bryce, I need you to lock out all of Graves' command codes. He's currently possibly compromised. Make sure he doesn't have any backup that we don't know about, any secret ones. I'll do my best, sir, but if anyone on the ship is good at hiding things, it would probably be the captain. I know, so we gotta do the best we can. At the very least, lock out his voice pattern from command systems. The computers will be locked, sir. I'll also post guards outside the door. Very good. Bryce salutes and turns and moves off. Eli heads out to the bridge. Three of the fans have resumed being at the science station. Kara has resumed being at the con station. Larissa is looking upset she didn't get to shoot more things. Alright, everyone. We did a good job today. We helped people that needed to be helped. Took some risks. I'm proud of you all. Kara nods. ETA is uh, one hour, 15 minutes, sir. Let me know if you need anything. I need a lot of coffee, but I can get that on my own. I'll go check up on graves, and I'll get my tools. And unless anyone has any scenes, I'm out, so that would probably be credits. Do, 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 do. So are we learning what this is today, or is this going to be like a next episode thing? Is this, a, is this an arc? Oh, um, that's actually something I was thinking about happening, like, when we, like, for later on, and I'm like, hey, I can do this now. So I did. So, like, for all that's happened, like, you'll get more details next episode um, for, like, a full medical thing. But, like, the augmentations that Sets has given Graves is the Protect Graves augmentation set. So he'll have, like, a little bit of uh, increased fortitude and increased, well, basically health effects. And is going to be very resistant to assimilation. I don't want to say impossible, but that's something that sets is sort of built into this. Just the keep safe, grave safe routines or uh, augmentation stuff. So again, I'm from yeah. sorry. So for basically where this sort of lines up is that he's got aug- or cybernetic augmentations now that are starting to look a little conclave from my Starfleet security series. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I've gone from acting first officer to acting captain. <laughs> Rising up the ranks, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I started like it started to make that a big thing, but it's something I was looking at doing for a while, and it just again came up that Setsu would try to regain the connection with the uh, Borg after Waitley gave her a little bit of a push. And... Oh no, that was Waitley. Nobody totally saw that coming. Nobody could tell. Ooh, no one could done. tell. No. By the yeah. shock it is. I thought it was Bill yeah. from engineering. <laughs> He's always shifting. Waitley is completely trustworthy. We know this. Uh, the Bill from engineering is a host to another chaos demon. 